What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It is Monday night, October 25th. 2021 and you're listening to another brand new episode of the tan and j man show episode 258 to be exact i'm tanner lee on the screen not next to me on the screen a state away in his brand new home of illinois is my co-host josh the j man Mont. what is going on j man it's going pretty well here in the chicago suburbs ready to bring the heat tonight the land of lincoln mm-hmm who, uh, what did you say about Lincoln one time on this podcast? Um, oh, you, you, you couldn't remember why they called yeah. him on his name. Yep. Uh, I thought they called <laughs> George Washington that. And uh, it was a, it was a Monday night like it always is. And I uh, I tend to struggle. Well, we're not, we're not struggling tonight. Like you said, we're going to bring the heat. We got a lot of baseball to cover. We have a World Series matchup ready to go. Atlanta Braves and Houston Astros. Astros third World Series in the last five years. The Braves mm-hmm. first appearance since since uh 99 wow it's been that long wow yep and then we have nfl to go over we got winners and losers we got a bunch of reactions and then college football another pretty crazy weekend around the landscape especially the big 10 so but uh birdie bogey did you bring some birdie bogey with you today i did find a birdie bogey i was a little nervous earlier because i was struggling to find a good one um but Jamar Chase is on pace to shatter the all-time rookie single-season receiving yards um, record. Um, Of course, 17 games this year, so he should easily shatter it. He's on pace for over 1,800 yards. But who currently is the all-time single-season receiving yards record holder? For rookies? For rookies, yes. Single-season rookie um, receiving yard yard record holder. Okay. Yes. J-Man's not book it prediction of the week. I'm already struggling. The Birdie <laughs> Bogey segment is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. For fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Check out their website, noblenomellc.com. And follow them on Instagram as well. So get your Reggie's. I'm going to have to think about that one. There's a lot of names that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to be even close. But uh, got to give it the old college try. Gotta that's all you got to do. Try. So, uh, well, let's let's start right off with baseball. I know that's been a common theme the last few weeks. I um, also want to thank my dad real quick for filling Absolutely. in last week. I thought you guys did a great job last week on episode 257. So if you haven't checked that one out, go back and check that out. But uh, baseball, like I said in the introduction, Astros, Braves, World Series. Are you surprised by this matchup? Um, I'm not surprised by the Astros. Honestly, I think – um, last week uh, when I was talking with your dad, I said, I think we'll see two game sevens, um, and it didn't get that far in either series. Um, Braves were under 500 on August 6th. Under 500 wow. <laughs> on August 6th, and now they're playing in the World Series. I mean, I spoke about it last week, but credit their general manager for having one of the greatest all-time trade deadlines I can remember, trading for guys that really weren't having great seasons like Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, um, Jorge Soler trading for Adam Duvall uh, to fill out their outfield that hadn't been that good and their best player, Ronald Acuna Jr., had been injured as well. Uh, so just credit them for uh, keeping the foot on the gas. Uh, Dodgers showed it's tough to repeat, and it's a lot tougher to do it in a full 162-game season where you're having to deal with uh, pitcher injuries and the pitcher suspension as well. 
Uh, but yeah, credit, credit the Braves. I didn't think they'd have a shot. Um, honestly, I, I think I, we both picked the Brewers to win, if I'm not I mistaken, mm-hmm. um, in the National League Division Series. But uh, glad to see the minute. Freddie Freeman's one of the most likable guys in all sports, and uh, I hope he gets it done. And I think the entire nation will be rooting for the Atlanta Braves. Except uh, at least parts of the state of Texas. Sure. I mean, a majority non Astro fans, I would say. Yes. I can't imagine any um, non-Astro fans actually rooting for them, unless they absolutely hate the Atlanta Braves, which uh, I understand that one. Maybe some Mets fans, maybe? Maybe a lot of the NL East, I would imagine. Yeah. Mets Mets fans, sure. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably right on that. But well, uh, I, mean, I, I know this non-Astros fan is rooting for the Braves. Oh, I'm, I'm rooting for the Braves, too. I'm right there with you, but I mean... I, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Growing up, the Braves dominated mm-hmm. in our lifetime, but they never really won a World Series. They won right. it in 95. They made it in 96 and 99 and lost, but they never really just – they couldn't get there. With uh, that great pitching staff they had with Glavin and Maddox and Smoltz, and then they had Steve Avery and guys like even like Kevin Millwood and um, Mike Hampton, I think were on some of those teams as well. Um they just couldn't get it done. I mean, they had a Hall of Fame infielder in Chipper Jones. They had a guy who I think should be in the Hall of Fame and Andrew Jones playing in the outfield. But for whatever reason, I mean, we say it every year, but the postseason baseball is such a crapshoot. Um, you just, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, and I'm glad they finally uh, got back. I know a lot of people don't like them for the uh, tomahawk chop they do, which I'm glad they kind of phased that out. I was going to ask, um, do they even do that anymore? I haven't seen them do it. I'm sure somebody in the stands tries to start at every game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they don't really they, – they don't play the music anyway to prompt them to do it. Um, but uh, good good for the Braves. Um, Astros are rolling, though, and it's going to be real difficult for Atlanta to get her done. Yeah. Uh, what's your prediction? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to take the Astros in six. It's um, my prediction, too. <laughs> as, as I said, I'm rooting for the Braves. You're rooting for the Braves. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just think the Astros' offense will be way too much to handle uh, for a pitching staff that has been pretty solid for a majority of the year. They have some bullpen issues, though, and that was evident in that Dodger series. Luke Jackson had a fantastic regular season, but then he gives up that three-run bomb uh, to Ballinger to tie it in game. I think that was game three. Um, and then he struggled again, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, the, the Astros are rolling I just think they get it done. Yeah. I, uh, I had a friend that they bet me or text me, asked me if I wanted to bet on the world series. He texted me randomly during, for different sporting events. And he said, uh, you name the, you name the money, money value and, and who you want to win, or you can pick who you think will win. So I took the Astros for $10. So that's probably smart. I, I still, I still hope they don't win. Even though sure. even that, that sure. sounds really stupid because yeah. I'll lose 10 bucks, but I do that all the time on DraftKings. <laughs> I'll take a team like, you know, I really don't want them to win, but I bet on them. So what, what do I do here? And I usually root for them to lose. Um, especially if it's a team I hate. Um, but uh, before the playoffs started, I was talking with some coworkers at work and I kept saying, you know, nobody's talking about the Astros. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about the Rays or, you know, even the Red Sox and the Yankees at the time, not really the White Sox so much, but nobody was talking about the Astros. I'm like, just watch. They're going to be there again. Here we are. It seemed like that happened in 2017 as well. No one was talking about them whatsoever. And uh, they got hot and ended up winning it. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the same deal. I think most people thought they'd get past the White Sox, uh, but then the Red Sox were a different story, and a lot of people weren't even picking the Red Sox to get there. Um, and then the Astros end up – I mean, they got down one game to nothing, but didn't they – did they run the table? No, it was 4-2, wasn't it? That's right, because it went back to Houston. Yeah, because there was um, one game the Red Sox put up. That's right. I, pretty quick. Yeah, Red Sox were up, I think, two games to one. Yeah. Um, and Astros then ran the table. Uh, but yeah, As- Astros are rolling. Uh, they will be without Lance McCullers, probably their best starting pitcher, but their bullpen's been fantastic. Offense is just scoring eight runs a game and stuff to beat 81 when they're scoring eight runs a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. So, uh, any more, uh, on the world series or baseball in general? Um, it was announced that the winter meetings in December have been canceled um, in preparation for a work stoppage, mm. which I think will have a work stoppage. They were predicting December 2nd. The owners will essentially lock out 
Um, and they think it'll last about a month and then with a transaction freeze and then starting in January, they think they'll see a frenzy of moves being made once that ends. Um, the only um, good thing with COVID actually for baseball is um, after COVID or before COVID, we were looking, yeah, there's definitely going to be a strike and we might not even play a full season, but they lost so much money, both the owners and players uh, in 2020 that I think they'll both be very motivated to get a deal done and um, play baseball starting right when it's supposed to start next year. I saw somebody tweet today, this is a little off topic, but it's got to do with Atlanta. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Remember, the MLB moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta right. to Colorado, and now it's got the biggest event in baseball, the World Series. Yep. At least got a few games are going to be played in Atlanta. It's like, wow, that's crazy how that worked out. I'm, I'm sure Major League Baseball was not uh, overly happy that the Braves sure. uh, won. I, I mean, I think a lot of people were hoping for a Dodgers-Astros just to see the retribution uh, that the Dodgers would hand down um, for losing that World Series when the Astros were cheating and all of that. Uh, Ratings-wise, I think that would be a lot better. But, I mean, for a common fan, eh, who cares about ratings? Yeah, Only the TV right. networks care about ratings. So why are we trying to help them out by rooting for the other team? Even then, all they really care about is the popular demographic of the 18 to 49. That's all the advertisers, advertisers care right. about. So, yeah, um, but, but it's interesting with the Braves when you talk about ratings because years ago when they were on TBS all the time, Mm-hmm. They were one of the more popular teams in America. Right. I don't know if that's still the case anymore. But I, I actually remember my grandparents, my mom's parents, huge Cubs fans. But they started liking the Braves uh, because they were on TBS all the time. And when the Cubs refused to give <laughs> Greg Maddox contract extension. Uh, so I know people that have be- become Braves fans that don't live in that area just because of TBS. Now that's no longer the case. Um, it's, it, it's honestly, they were a lot like the Cubs with WGN. They're playing, um, all, all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's kind of the same, but, uh, we don't see that same quite, um, big a following with the Atlanta Braves. Right. Well, I know a big Brave fan and I know a big Astro fan. So somebody mm-hmm. knows going to be happy after this series. So. Sure. I honestly, if my team's not in, I wish everyone was as miserable as I am. So uh, <laughs> kind of hurting against both of them. Wouldn't expect anything less, Jay. Nope. <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about next? Oh, uh, you want to go right into college football? We had a really big, big ten, it. big ten upset um, over the week with uh, Illinois. Are, are the, they your? Are they your line again now? No, not not yet. <laughs> but uh, huge, huge win for them playing a uh, college football record nine overtime game. As you see a fly hovering around me, I'm trying to swat it away. I- I've forgotten about the uh, two-point conversion rule. Hate it. It started going on. It is the worst rule ever. It makes the games go so much longer, and I think they were trying to uh, trying to shorten them up a bit. But um, it's it's a lot tougher to convert a two-point conversion than it is trying to sustain a twenty-five-yard drive. And I, I wish mean, they would have just kept it where it was. Um, now, of course, Illinois is the most feeble offensive team in college football, arguably because their quarterback play is so horrendous. Um, I, they had, I think they net one passing yard. Is that correct? On, I, I didn't see anything about that. Um, I think that's what I read on Twitter. Now they ran for 350 or something mm-hmm. like that. They have a great rushing attack. Their quarterbacks are so bad, uh, but credit their defense for going in there. And I thought they were going to get whooped. Their defense has been pretty solid the past four or five weeks, which has not been the case for years now. Uh, but that, that was, I mean, that was a huge, huge upset. 23 and a half point, uh, spread to start yeah i remember uh, recalling you saying on last week's episode i don't think that spread's big enough i didn't i didn't i don't <laughs> think many people thought it was big enough uh but somehow oh my god done that's a huge uh huge momentum uh win for them and honestly you look the two games they lost that they could have easily won were maryland and purdue they could easily be five and three right now but of course yep. it's not that's not how it works yep and uh what a bad loss for james franklin Right, his team got two losses now. He's still got to play Ohio State this week. Yeah, Michigan coming up in a couple weeks. I think he's done at Penn State. I think this is last year. I I do too. Whether he leaves for another school or they just fire yep. him and try somebody different, yep. um, that was a terrible, terrible loss for him. Coming off, was he coming off a bye as well? I think he was coming off a bye. Yeah, yeah, right after Iowa. Yep. Yeah, coming off a bye, you had two weeks to prepare for a horrendous Illinois squad. Of course, Illinois was coming off a bye as well, I believe. Um, 
but uh, you can't you can't lose that one, especially with Ohio State looming. I'm sure they were kind of overlooking it a little sure. bit, but uh, good coaches get their team to go that, be ready for everyone. That's football, and especially yep. college football. It's a week to week game. You got to bring it every week. Yep, absolutely. Regardless of who you're playing, regardless of where you're playing, you you have to bring it, or you're gonna be upset like that. I've been saying for a while. I think USC and him are. A, match made in heaven, but we'll see. We'll see. USC might get in a different direction. And like you said, Penn State might fire Franklin. Because I know going into this year, a lot of their fans were kind of unhappy with them. And this was a big year for them. And mm, I don't know. Maybe they'll pull off some upsets and get right back in the mix. But Well, they have to start this week. Man, this fly. I feel like Mike Pence over here. This fly is getting so bad. I I, I could hear it on the microphone (laughs) when it just buzzed, buzzed past your head there. Yeah, I'm gonna blame my dog for letting the flies in because he has to go outside. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, Sean Clifford going down at Iowa could have completely changed their season. Yep, yep, and that that stuff seems to happen every year in the Big Ten somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. that was a big one. Other things around the Big Ten. Uh, my Boilermakers get ranked for one week, first time since '07, and then can't get it done in a big game. I've yeah. seen that many times. Same old Wisconsin against Purdue, 15 straight straight games. It's just Purdue's line just got absolutely dominated. Absolutely dominated. Yeah. Um, Jim Leonard is a great defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and he'll be a top candidate for a lot of head coaching jobs mm-hmm. um, this offseason. And, um, yeah, uh, old Aiden O'Connell did not play as well as he did at nope. Iowa. Nope. Um, the whole offense, five turnovers. Can't do that against a team like Wisconsin. Absolutely not. Yeah. But uh, Jeff Brom, vote of confidence in Aiden today, said he's still the starter, which I'm fine with. I still think he gives them the best chance to win, even though he will turn it over more than the other guys. Mm-hmm. He gives them their best chance at big chunk plays, big pass plays down the field. But uh, the O-line, you know, they went off their best performance against Iowa this season to arguably their worst performance of the year against Wisconsin. So, How many rushing yards did Purdue end up with? Was it negative? It was negative. 38 or something like that? All I can tell you is three years in a row they've had at least one game in negative yardage, rushing yardage. Not great. No, uh, they do expect to get Xander Horvath back on the practice field this week. Doesn't necessarily mean he'll play Saturday, but just the fact that he's back practicing this week after a broken leg in week two. That's That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So they need him back because if you can't run the ball, you're just one-dimensional. Right. And uh, Wisconsin double team David Bell, something Iowa didn't do for whatever reason. Should have done. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> he torched them two years prior, the two years prior. Uh, uh, so, I mean, shout to Wisconsin. Their game plan was good. Purdue's defense played well enough for a while. Then it kind of broke um, midway to late through in the third quarter. Wisconsin ripped off a big 70-yard run one time that ended up going for a touchdown later in the drive. That was kind of the show that broke the camel's back for the defense. But the defense was gassed. They were on the field most most of all day. Um, I mean, besides Iowa, Purdue has scored 13 points now against Notre Dame, Illinois, Minnesota, and, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Wisconsin. So that's four out of your last five games you've scored 13 points. That was that's not gonna get it done. Yeah, not gonna get it done at all. I mean, they had that fantastic win in Iowa uh, where they really torched Iowa's defense. David Bell did, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to score more points than that. Yeah, I mean they're as healthy now as they've been all season. Just can't use that as an excuse. You just I don't know. Got to get done off. It's got to figure something out. Uh, they still got some winnable games under schedule, but I don't know. That was just it felt like a huge opportunity um, wasted. Absolutely, especially at home. You get ranked for the first time yep. in how long? Fourteen years? Yeah, since '07. Biggest crowd in Ross State in a decade. It was over sixty-one thousand. Yeah, it was packed when I was watching. Um, yep. Yeah, against a team that had really struggled scoring as well. Um, oh, yeah, and their quarterback didn't even have to do anything. Yeah, right. nothing. He, he he threw what eight times? Yeah, if yeah, just nothing. I mean, they I never put five, him five for eight. They never put him in a position where he had to make a throw. Really, I think they could. They only was constantly converted one third down. Um, really? Yeah. So wow. disappointing. But back on the horse this week at Nebraska, who. They're coming off a bye. They've been playing better, though. Minnesota waxed Northwestern. Um, Ohio State absolutely killed Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, good job, ABC, putting that one at uh, prime time. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that it, was set before I, that. But. I was going to say, was it set early? Well, usually they set them two weeks in advance. 
The TV Times. Ah, yeah, they should they should have known then. Well, it's Ohio State. They draw big, so that's fair. Uh, I mean, and it was a packed stadium. The other night. They that same week. It, it was it was kind of a down week uh, for college football. I mean, that same week they put Illinois traveling to Penn State on ABC, and now it ended up being a fantastic game. I don't know if the game was that good, but it went to nine overtimes. Uh, so they kind of lucked out there, and they did not work sure. out. Um, I, I, I misspoke. Minnesota beat Maryland, not Northwestern. Michigan beat Northwestern. Mm. That's what I meant to say. Killed Northwestern. But uh, you want to hear my Big Ten power rankings real quick? Let's hear them. Didn't get to do one last week, so they kind of shuffled up a bit. We got a new uh, new team in the cellar this week, J-Man. The Indiana Hoosiers. Oh, man. It's hard to disagree. I, I, I mean, would probably put Northwestern back there. but uh, Northwestern's 13th, but... Uh, I mean, I know I used to play a brutal, brutal, brutal schedule, but they're two and five. Their offense just yep. is not good. Um, they're going to have to pull off a miracle, really, to get bowling. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, they, they still have – who do they still have? Do they still they have – They do still have Rutgers, Purdue, Maryland, Minnesota. I mean, they have to win all of them. All of them. Michigan. Yeah. Because they're they're not beating Michigan, they're not yeah, beating they get, Ohio State. They they got to win. They lost to Ohio State. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they have to win the other four. Yeah, so. they 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 have to win four of their last five, and I yeah. don't see it happening. So Indiana fourteen, Northwestern thirteen. Like you said, they got whooped by Michigan after beating Rutgers last week. I got Illinois twelfth. That might be about the highest I've had them all year. Definitely um, is. <laughs> had to move them up. I mean, going in Happy Valley, beating the number seven team in the country. You I don't know. care. I don't care how you get it done. You got to move them up. You you might have had them higher after they beat Nebraska week one, but uh, yeah, that's I don't true. I don't remember. No, I mean, that... honestly, you you kind of had to have them one because they I were did. one and no and no other no other team would play. That's true. Number eleven, I got Maryland. I know they're four and three, but they just don't look good right now. Mm-hmm. They, Number... well, their their schedule he's up significantly, and uh, they're Life showing the their true colors. Yep. Number 10, I got Rutgers. They had a bye, but another team that's starting to wake up and kind of show their colors, even though I think Shiano's doing a good job. Number nine, I got Purdue. I would have had them higher last week after the Iowa game, but Wisconsin drills you at home in a, in a huge game. Um, got to bounce back this week at Nebraska. Number eight, I got Wisconsin. They're now four and three. We'll see what they do against Iowa this week. That'll be a big one. Number I mean, seven. The West, the West is so open that Wisconsin could end up playing in Indy. They could. I still think it's Iowa's division to lose. Probably. But this week, this week, this uh, and Minnesota, you know, you know, and I'll talk about them in a bit. I'll talk about them in a bit. Number seven, Nebraska. Um, they had a bye this week, but and I know the record's not good, but uh, they've been playing everybody tough. Mm-hmm. I think they have a lot more talent than the, than the record says. Number six is Minnesota. Um, I mean, you lose your first, your starter, starting running back and your backup running back, and you still win games. It's pr- yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, we hate uh, we hate old Flexter, but yeah. uh, he's getting her done. Yes, unfortunately. Number five, Penn State. I wanted to drop him farther than this, but should have dropped him to twelfth after that. <laughs> I could have, but um, I still think they're pretty talented. Now, after they lose to Ohio State this week, and they're going to have to fall back farther. Number four, I have Iowa. I see they are back in the top ten now, rankings. Um, yeah, big weekend this weekend for them against Wisconsin. Number three, I got Michigan State. They're undefeated. They're in the top ten, but I have them number three because I think number two, Ohio State's just better. I think mm-hmm. Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. But when you have a team ranked sixth like Michigan who's undefeated, I can't not put Michigan number one. Right. But uh, Michigan, Michigan State this weekend, that's college game day in East Lansing. Got to be a big one. I can tell you I'm excited for that one because, I mean, I think we can agree that Michigan State is for real. Yes. But if they go and win against Michigan, I think that would cement them as being probably the second best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, we can really start talking about them as a serious playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kenneth Walker III is getting Heisman buzz right now. Yes, I saw he had like the sixth best odds at the current uh, current junction. I think he and Stroud are the only two in the Big Ten mm-hmm. getting mentioned. So, yep. yep. Uh, confidence picks around the Big Ten, uh, starting in Wisconsin, Iowa at Wisconsin. I have Wisconsin for four. Oh, um, wow. Low-scoring game. I believe it or not, I somehow trust Graham Mertz more than I do uh, Petrus. 
<laughs> both both quarterbacks are pretty bad. Uh, I trust Wisconsin's offense more, which is shocking because their offense is terrible. Uh, both really good defensive squads, but I just think playing at home gives them the extra edge. It is a tough environment, but Iowa's going to be mad coming off an mm-hmm. upset. Purdue two weeks ago, they had to buy a week to prepare for Wisconsin. I have Iowa for three. But I, the more I think about the winner of this game, I think we'll win the West. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Indiana at Maryland. Um, This was a tough one to pick because both teams are going in the exact same direction, uh, which is downward. Um, would not surprise me to see Indiana go in there and win, but I just think Maryland's going to score too much, and I have Maryland for three confidence points. I have Maryland for five. I don't like I don't like that I put that many confidence points on it, but this was a tough week for confidence yes. points. Maybe the toughest we've had in quite a Not while. Great. But I agree with your analysis there. I think Maryland's gonna score too much for the Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what they're gonna do with quarterback. Yeah. I it's a question mark right now. Yeah. So Rutgers at Illinois. This one became more interesting. This is absolutely a coin flip game, as coin flip as you can get. Last I checked, Illinois was two-point favorites, which they always give two points to the home team. Um, I I honestly don't know who's going to win this one. But I picked Illinois for one. Uh, I think they'll be able to run all over Rutgers um, ball control because they definitely can't throw, so they can't get in some sort of shootout. But I think Illinois' defense will keep it close enough, and they somehow squeak out a win. I think if Rutgers wants to go bowling, they have to have this game. Have to. But I picked the Illini for one as well. I just think they'll be coming high off the win, of course, against Penn State. I saw Bielema and the team showed up at uh, halftime, or maybe it was just uh, mm-hmm. during a, a stoppage of play during Illinois' men's basketball exhibition game. So you got to think that win's going to get a few more people in Memorial Stadium. Yeah, I mean, Illinois gets it done. Yeah, Illinois fans are so hungry for a winner in football. Any sort of success, I think we'll see more people show up. Now, uh, with it being them playing Rutgers, I'm not sure. But, uh, I mean, they they see a winnable game and they'll want to show up. Yep. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State. Like we mentioned, college game day. Uh, There's only a handful of teams still undefeated around the nation. These are two of them. This is a tough one as well. Uh, Do you know the spread on this one? Uh, Let me check. Um, You know, both these teams are – they're good defense, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but they're even better on offense. Yeah, Michigan struggled offensively really all throughout Harbaugh's tenure, but this year they've been running the ball all over the place. Don't trust their quarterback as much as I trust Michigan State's. Uh, However, I think Michigan goes in there and wins. Michigan's four-and-a-half-point favorites. They're ranked sixth. Michigan State's ranked eighth. I agree with Michigan. I have them for two. I also have Michigan for two. Uh, Minnesota at Northwestern. Northwestern's bad, uh, real bad. This is the worst team they've had in years. Even that team that went three and nine a few years ago, I think, would wipe the floor with this Northwestern team. Uh, I have Minnesota for six. I have Minnesota, Minnesota for six as well. This will get Fleck and company bowl eligible. And mm-hmm. I know earlier I said the winner of Iowa, Wisconsin, wins the West. I am standing by that, but you got to look at Minnesota. They win this game, they'd be six and two, mm-hmm. right in the thick of things. It, it would be so Minnesota to lose this one, though. That, that That's right. Like you said last week against Maryland, it kind of felt – I think we're both waiting for the shoe to fall mm-hmm. for Minnesota, one of these games that they're supposed yeah. to win. Yep. Purdue had Nebraska. Nebraska is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Yeah, I think Purdue will really struggle in this one. I think Nebraska's played pretty well. They haven't won. I mean, they're three and five, but as you said, and it reflected in your power rankings, we think they're a lot better than the record actually shows. Um, I think it'll be real tough for Nebraska to, or for Purdue to go into Nebraska, get a win here. So I have Nebraska for five. I have Nebraska for four. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Uh, Nebraska's coming off a bye week. Uh, Purdue didn't win there last time they played, but that was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of years because uh, they played them at home two straight years because the COVID schedule was real weird last year. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I Purdue really needs this one. I mean, I mean, there's different roads they can get to get the six wins. They still have Northwestern Indiana on schedule too, but they also have Michigan State at home in at Ohio State. It would be mm-hmm. so Purdue to lose this week to Nebraska, return home next week and beat Michigan State. Yeah, um, it would. <laughs> it just would. It's, that's the thing that's maddening about this program under Jeff Brown's the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. I just want a consistent program. It is a roller coaster ride. You never know week to week what you're going to get. Right. I mean, um, honestly, they've been pretty consistent with that at least. 
Yeah, that's true, but it's maddening <laughs> as a fan. But uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, but I agree, and I have Nebraska for four. So that sets up Penn State at Ohio State, and I think we're both going to have the same pick here. Mm-hmm. Ohio State for seven. Yep, Ohio State's a 18.5-point favorite. I, th- I think they cover, too. I think I think Ohio State has hit their stride or stroud. Hit their stroud. Um, <laughs> there you go. And um, I think they're going to end up in the college football playoff again. Yep. Death, taxes, Ohio State, and college football playoff. Yep. yep. At, least, at least we don't have to worry about Clemson. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. They're done. They're they absolutely done. done. They, they were done weeks ago. Uh, anything more on Big Ten? Nope. Looking elsewhere around college football, we have some ranked games here. We have four and three Texas heading to Waco to face Baylor. What's Baylor ranked? 16th. They're six and one. Baylor's only two and a half point home favorites, though. Mm, give me Texas. Yeah, upset on the road. Huh? Yep. I don't know. I just, Texas is a weird team. A few weeks ago, you could have made a case for Sarkeesian being coach of the year so far, and mm-hmm. now they're at four and three. Yep. So. Miami at Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's arguably been the best quarterback in college football this start, year. Start talking about him in the Heisman race. Yeah. He deserves it. Uh, who would have thought before the year the two ACC teams we'd be talking about were Wake Forest and Pitt? Not me. Yeah. Um, Miami's one of the most disappointing teams in the country. Like you said, Kenny Pickett's been really good. Give me Pittsburgh. I agree. I think Pittsburgh uh, waxes them pretty good. I think Miami beat NC State over the weekend, though, who was uh, ranked. That, that was another team I was going to bring up. NC State's kind of the third team everybody's been talking about in the ACC, mm-hmm. but like you said, Miami beat them. So it's kind of a two-horse two race right now. Yeah. Newly ranked Iowa State traveling to West Virginia. Yeah, they were the favorites and got it done against the number eight team in the nation of Oklahoma State. West Virginia can be a tough place to play, but that program's really taking a step or two back the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Uh, give me Iowa State. Give me Iowa State as well. Um, number one, Georgia traveling to the swamp to face the gate. Actually, it's in Jacksonville to face the Gators. The world's largest cocktail party. I Always believe they called this game. No. Um, give me Georgia. I think Dan Mullen's in trouble, Josh. You think he's in trouble? They're four and three. Uh, they got up to number 10 and g- t- gave Alabama everything they wanted earlier in this season. Um, he might not get fired, but I bet that seat gets pretty hot going in the I next year in Gainesville. He, he had some sort of thing last year. What was that? Was it a COVID thing? He was just um, acting like a fool all year last year. Yeah, and yeah, um, I th- Georgia's fourteen point favorites, and I think Georgia wipes the floor with them. Georgia's by far the best team in college football. I cannot wait for Georgia and Alabama to play SEC championship. Yep. Get ready for it. I, I I think both teams um, went out to get there. Yep. Texas Tech at five and three, kind of a surprise, traveling to number four Oklahoma. Texas Tech fired their coach today. Was it really? I yes. not see that. They was fired a, their coach. Was nope. it COVID issues? The nope. vaccine? Nope. They're just ready to go in a different direction. I think he had a losing record in conference, but that was about it. Their office coordinators take it over in the interim. So uh, they're five he, and three. I know. I know. <laughs> Matt Wills, I believe, was his name. What? They fired him. <laughs> I did not see this. Um, so who are they playing? At Oklahoma. Yeah, give me Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, o- Oklahoma's 20-point favorites. Um, I like Caleb Williams. I saw them ask on game day on Saturday, Is Caleb? can Caleb Williams be a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate? No. I would have said no, too, but uh, old <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet made some good points that there's not one single guy that you would look at and be like, that guy has a Heisman moment. That's true. And uh, Caleb Williams has a few of them. He bailed them out of Kansas the other day. Yeah, he, he uh, did. You see that play on fourth and one? The running back was going down, and he took mm-hmm. the ball out of his running back's hand and out got the first hands. down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, that might have been the biggest upset ever if Kansas would have won that game. <laughs> I don't even know what the spread was on. 38 and a half. 38 and a half. But that still. Huge. Still. Just, wow. Um, do you have the – actually, I got it back. My computer's been acting up. Um, Duke at three and four travels to Wake Forest. Wake. Yeah, Wake is 60-and-a-half-point favorite. Sam Hartman as well as a fantastic uh, quarterback. In How the, many uh, points? Did they put up 70 against Army? It was 70 to – 56, wasn't 56. it? 56, yeah. It looked like a basketball score. Um, yeah, put up a ton of points. 
the crazy thing was they scored 70 points. They only had 17 minutes time of possession. Jeez. They had set the ball for 17 minutes and scored 70 points. This is a fantastic matchup here. Ole Miss, number 10, traveling to Auburn to face the uh, Tigers. Man, Lane Kevin seems fun to watch. Uh, Matt Corral, I believe is how you pronounce the last name, not Carroll. I think it's Corral. Uh, he's Corral. A, he's another one they're talking about for the Heisman. Yeah. Uh, give me the Rebels. Auburn's two and a half point favorites. I agree with you. I think Lane Kiffin has that program rolling and he'll get, uh, I, he might want to stay at Ole Miss, but wouldn't surprise me if LSU comes a calling. You know, USC's not going to do it again. No, yeah, that, that ship sailed. Although now I think he's ready for a job like USC. What, if, what, what if not back then? What if Franklin leaves or gets fired? How about Penn State? I think Penn State would be intriguing for him. Um, it's a better job than Ole Miss, but man, the lure of the, SEC would be tough to right. leave. Right. Um, this is an interesting matchup here. Number 12, Kentucky traveling to Starkville, Mississippi to face Mississippi State. Mike Leach is the most entertaining interview in sports. Um, yeah, he's fun. Talking about his Halloween candy, his favorites the other day. That was pretty good. <laughs> they can put up points. I didn't realize Kentucky's ranked 12th. I think they're good, but I've been a non believer. Give me Mississippi State. Kentucky is one-point favorites in this. I think uh, Mississippi State wins as well. I think um, just traveling on the road is going to be real tough for Kentucky. Um, Disappointing North Carolina Tar Heels travel to Notre Dame Stadium this week. Another night game, primetime game for the Irish. I was surprised the Irish were only only three-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm -hmm. I thought this would be uh, more than that. Sam Howell is probably the best quarterback they've faced all year, though. Uh, but give me the Irish. I'm taking the upset. I think North Carolina, for whatever reason, I just feel like they're going to go in there and win. Notre Dame is kind of due for a uh, miserable home loss. Should have ha- happened against Toledo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, give me give me the Tar Heels. Yeah. Interesting. Because it's going. creeping up. I mean, Notre Dame's most likely going to run the table and only have one loss. Still yeah. will probably won't make the college football playoff, they but they'll, make, they'll make a big six bowl. Yep. This is a really interesting matchup. Six and two Virginia traveling to number 25 BYU Bronco Mendenhall coming back to where he got a start. Mm, yeah. With that said, give me the Cougars BYU. Man, ACC has some really good quarterbacks. Brennan Armstrong has over 3,000 yards passing and 23 touchdowns already for uh, Virginia. I also think BYU wins, though. Uh, six and two Fresno State traveling to number 21 San Diego State, who's seven and zero. Oh. I've liked this Fresno State team. I've picked them a couple times this year, and I'm going to pick them again. San Diego State is one-point favorites, and I think San Diego State wins at home. A lot of one-point favorite lines this week. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a – it's a much better schedule this week than it was last week. Yeah. Any more college football talk? No. Looking forward to another uh, good slate of games this weekend. Um, You want to go learn some stuff? Yeah. On this date – In 1621, Governor Bradford, head of the Colony of American Plymouth, disallows sports on Christmas Day. He sounds like a fun guy. He sounds like a fun one. Now, uh, I mean, they didn't have the NBA back then. Basketball wasn't even... Now, Basketball was centuries away from being even thought of. Well, sometimes there's football on Christmas now, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. On this day in... Man, let's see. That's not a not a great one here. Uh, um, on this day in 1968 at the Mexico City Olympics, U.S. men's basketball team beats Yugoslavia 65 to 50 to win the gold medal. 65 to 50. Yep, seventh straight basketball title for the Americans. That's one thing we've always dominated. Yeah, except that uh, uh, was it the Athens four. Yeah. yeah, was that the Athens Olympics? Yeah, they lose to Argentina. Yeah, Manu Ginobili. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1973, the Cubs traded legendary pitcher Fergie Jenkins to the uh, to the Rangers for Bill Madlock and Vic Harris. Bill Madlock was a fantastic hitter. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of Madlock and of course Fergie Jenkins, but I did not know he got traded to the Rangers. Yeah, um, it was right at the end of his career. Uh, 1981, George Steinbrenner scuffled with two fans in a hotel elevator. <laughs> George is always full of controversy. Controversy yeah. followed that guy around. 
man. On this day in 1987, who won the World Series? 87? Yep. Hmm. Is that the Royals? No, close. Minnesota Twins win their first World Series hmm. championship, beating the St. Louis Cardinals four games to three. And they won it again in 91? They won in when? Was it 90, 90? 90 or 91? It was 91 because the Reds won in 1990. Ah, and then 92 and 3 were the Blue Jays. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then 94 was a strike. 95. Okay, I'm going to stop. We could go on. <laughs> you want me to just list them all off? From no, I don't. I know you could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get back to about 84, and that's when I start to get the little, uh, a little fuzzy. Little, little fuzzy. On this day in 2003, this is heartbreaking for both of us. The Florida Marlins beat the New York Yankees two games to nothing, um, or two, <laughs> the score was two to nothing yeah. in game six at Yankee Stadium yep. um, for the Marlins' second title. Who won MVP? Was it Miguel Cabrera or Josh Dontre Willis? Oh, Josh, Josh Beckett. Yep. Ah, third time's a charm. Yeah, Beckett was good. That team was yeah. that team was loaded. That team was loaded, and they trade everyone away, and they've only been to one. That's what the Marlins do. Uh, the playoff do. series since, and it was last year in a season that doesn't count. <laughs> that's what they. At least do. That's what I tell Dodgers fans. <laughs> um, on this day, and nothing else. I wish I wouldn't have started that sentence because there's literally <laughs> nothing else I could say that's halfway interesting. That's going to do it for On This Day. Well, the On This Day segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving them a call at 574-210-3850. One five. Who's this episode brought to us by? I dropped my phone on the ground and I don't want to bend down to pick it up. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, two sponsors that's brought to you by Like It Is Every Week. One of those is The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. Did you see over the weekend, J-Man, the barbecue was back? Yeah. The, the weekend I move. <laughs> They had a barbecue pop-up with beef brisket, my favorites, all sorts of just barbecue goodness. It looked like, it looked like some rib tips, some mac and cheese, uh, baked beans. So disappointed. Gives you a reason to come back in the near future. That's right. But they did sell out of a Friday. I'm not sure about Saturday. Yeah. I'm guessing that'll be uh, featured again in the upcoming weekend, so be on the lookout for that. And you can wash that down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. You can, of course, take in the fantastic views of Lake Mantle on their beer garden or outdoor bar area, even though it's getting a little chilly for that. Uh, the Damn Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And this episode of the Tan and J Man Show is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J Man and myself. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring this Genesis glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented glove hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more at circle15golf.com. They've been having a bunch of deals, a bunch of bundles going on. So get on circle15golf.com. It's not too early to do some holiday shopping, so get that golfer in your life. A special I, gift from Circle 15 Golf. I think now is the time to start the holiday shopping, or you're in yep. danger of stuff not getting in now that people right. buy a bunch of stuff online. And the staff shortages and everything going on yeah, across yeah. the country. So, Well, you uh, ready for some word association? Let's hear it. I kind of forgot about word association. I'm excited. Halloween's coming up Sunday. So for everybody trick-or-treating out there, be safe this weekend. Get some good candy. Don't eat it all at once. So I got some scary athletes for you, J-Man. All right. Mike Tyson. Who? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Sorry, I broke up a little bit. Um, Face tattoo. That's all I got. The hangover? <laughs> the hangover, <laughs> yep. Dick Buckus. Oh, man. Um, uh, he's in a lion eye, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> is he Lina or Penn State? No, no, he was in line. Uh, him and uh, Ray Nishke. All right. Lawrence Taylor. Man, Joe Theismann's leg. Yeah, not good. A bad don't, one. 
Don't go watch that if you have. Do not YouTube that video. It's rough. Randy Johnson. Man, photographer. A little push when he got in New York. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people would. Uh, this guy, it was an athlete. He was an All American wrestler in college. Then he made a name in the WWE, but then went and, and was a UFC champion. Brock Lesnar. Oh, man. Uh, monstrous. He would really not does. want to make eye contact with him just in case. Mm, he's just he's, he I don't feeling think, bad that day. <laughs> yeah, don't think he's the v- most nice guy either. So no. I would just stay away. Bill Romanowski. He was notorious for spitting, wasn't he, in people's face? <laughs> Spit on a guy's face. Uh, I think he hurt one of his teammates' neck by punching him in the face when he was on the Raiders. Yeah, he, so, was, uh, he was dirty. He was a roided up loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Jack Lambert. Man, um, Jack Lambert, man, just ferocious. No teeth, pretty much. No, yeah, yeah, the the missing middle teeth. Um, I, I couldn't remember if that was him or uh, Nishki that did that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he. That's. I mean, that's as scary of a photo as you're going to get. Three more here. Ray Lewis. Uh, I don't want to say what I want to say, but um, the dance. That's a good one. Dennis Rodman. Um, the worm is it? What, what, what that's nickname? Worm. Yep. yep. I thought. Ron Artest. Uh, Malice at the palace. Yep. It's a fantastic Netflix documentary. Go check that out. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the word association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Aki LLC are located at two Oh six, fourth street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North central Indiana and practices criminal defense family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Rhett today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Three winners in the NFL yesterday. Or Thursday. My, my one winner, my main winner of the three, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're mine as well. Man, they are leading the AFC North right now. They'd be the one seed in the AFC right now. They who are. Who would have thunk it? They are for real. Joe Burrow is going to end up winning himself an MVP one of these days. Defense is playing great. I mean, they scored 41 points against a great Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, fantastic team. Jamar Chase, as I said, has been arguably the best receiver in the NFL, not named Cooper Cup so far. Um, re- remember in preseason when everyone's like, he has all these drop issues. I think he's going to be a bust. And then the season starts and he's just been balls to the wall. Yeah, I'm forty-one twelve, forty-one seventeen, and a good Ravens team. Yeah. Uh, now a, a, a Ravens team that has been awfully fortunate to win all these games here recently, right? Um, and it kind of, kind of snuck up on them finally, but still can't take anything away from the Cincinnati Bengals. Eh, excluding Patrick Mahomes, if you gave me a choice of any young quarterback to lead my franchise right now, give me Joe Burrow. Yeah, I guy's a winner. I think Herbert's got more tools, but I think Burrow, mm-hmm. some about him, is just a winner. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he proved it at LSU, um, and now that he uh, has a halfway decent offensive line, still not great, but uh, he's uh, he's playing very, very well. If, yeah, who's your other one of your other winners since I took um, yours? I actually only have one more because I couldn't think of a third winner, but the Cleveland Browns. Um, I mean, playing Thanks. at home, but I mean, they're without their quarterback. They're without their top two running backs. Uh, with and then they had that uh, was his name Dearness Johnson step yeah. up and run for hundred and looked like Terrell Davis in his prime. <laughs> yeah, uh, they had their best offensive lineman, one of their best offensive linemen, linemen out as well. And uh, to find a way to win um, on Thursday night was big for them. Yeah, I uh, I hate my team. Enough said. <laughs> you and I both. Uh, I got two more winners, and this pains me. But the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think Gruden was holding his team back. Yeah. They're, they're winning the AFC West right now. And I think they're, I almost want to say they're for real. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, I think they're pretty dang good as well. And the Indianapolis Colts, uh big sure. win on prime time last night. They just scratched and clawed all game long. Mm-hmm. Just terrible you, conditions. Too. Oh, terrible. Cause it's just when you thought they were going to take the game over, they'd make a mistake, mm-hmm. but uh, they found a way to get it done. And that, yeah. that was just a cult like victory for some reason. Yeah. One of my losers, Kansas City Chiefs. Bingo, mine too. He, um, Patrick Mahomes has been terrible for the past couple of weeks. He's thrown an interception in six straight games. Leading the league o- in picks. 
leading the league in picks. He's not really making as many plays as he used to. I don't know if he's hurt or if the league's finally caught up with him or his luck has finally switched. Uh, but they're not that good of a football team. Their defense is bad. Can't run the ball. They're getting um, older too. They're they're getting older and more expensive. And Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson continues to be a distraction <laughs> every week. And Somebody needs to sit worse. the guy down and say, "Patrick, keep him away. Keep him <laughs> from dancing on the field." <laughs> Ever since he's gotten famous, Jackson, he uh, the team has not been nearly as good. Yep, yep, and uh, no way. I don't care what they say. No way Mahomes passed protocol yesterday to come back in that game. No He way. didn't know where he was. Yeah, no His shot. eyes were crossed. There was yep. – I don't care what they say. I think that was a yep. lie. My One of my other losers, San Francisco 49ers, losing at home. Um, Kyle Shanahan's got to start winning or he's going to get himself fired eventually. I, I hope they fire him right they, now. <laughs> they, <laughs> I want him. <laughs> they've, had, they've had one good – season and of course yeah. they went to a super bowl but other than that it's been a whole bunch of suck you're right you're right and that i i look like an idiot i picked the san francisco to lose like one or two games this year in my computer picks and <laughs> one of my losers carolina panthers start off three and oh and now they're just terrible yeah. sam darnold's back to being sam darnold and it creates uh, more competition for deshaun watson as well because yeah, carolina's well, now mentioned as a team that you might you might, might be thank you might be thankful for that um, I, I might happens. actually not be thankful because I think the Dolphins are dumb enough to go ahead and say, take every single one of our draft picks in the next 10 years. All he needs is Sean Watson. Then he gets acquitted a week later and never plays for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah they're just awful. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's hurt. A lot of guys are hurt for them. There's not good, Carolina. Yep. Who's another loser for you? Chicago Bears. I know yep, they're they, my third one. Yep. They they weren't going to go in and beat Tampa Bay. And honestly, the final score has nothing to do with them being a loser. Justin Fields has been the worst quarterback in the NFL so far. Turned it over five times yesterday. His offensive line's terrible, but that doesn't mean he hasn't played. Or, or that doesn't mean that's the only reason he's playing bad. He's not, he he just hasn't been good. He's not ready. Um, he's not ready. They need to put Andy Dalton back in. And honestly, that could torch. Um, Justin's confidence. So Nagy folded to the pressure and put his starter in way too early. And now you're seeing what, I mean, they deserve what they're getting. Even though we were both calling for them to put fields mm-hmm. in like the rest of the country. So I yep. don't know, tough move, but it's interesting. Matt Nagy had a pretty good record with uh, Mitch Trubisky compared to his other quarterbacks. So he's six and mm-hmm. 11 with his others. So yeah, I don't know. Kind of interesting there. Yep. Who's your other loser? Oh, oh, you the had Bears the Bears were my third. Yep. The Bears were your third. All right, going to pick them. I have won. Is it four straight weeks? I think so. Uh, yeah, four four straight weeks and uh, <laughs> five of the first seven. J-Man's on a roll. My dad couldn't even take you down last week. Uh, couldn't even take me down. I thought he had a real good shot to do it, but uh, could not do it. But starting in week eight, great Thursday night matchup, maybe a uh, NFC championship preview, the Green Bay Packers at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals is the best record in the league, undefeated. Packers have been on a roll since that 31-3 loss week one against New Orleans. Now they will be most likely without Devontae Adams. He tests positive for COVID today. Mm-hmm. He's He is vaccinated, but he has to have two negative tests before Thursday to play. That's going to be a short turnaround. I don't know if that can happen or not. Either way, give me Arizona for two. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. I think the Arizona Cardinals win, um, but I only have one. Confident point on them. Uh, I think they're fantastic. Uh, Green Bay obviously can go in there and win pretty easily, but without their best wide receiver, I don't think they have. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. Trav is watching for life, home, auto, renters, um, farm, workers' comp insurance. Um, Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Yeah, you got your book at right of the Colts winning last week. See if I you did. can make it two in a row. And yeah, Cardinals, Zach Ertz, another weapon for him. Yep. First player in NFL history to catch a touchdown back to back weeks for different teams. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good stat there. Good pull there, T Dog. Thank you. The terrible Miami Dolphins traveling to coming off of by the Buffalo Bills. Oh, Josh, I'm sorry. I know Dolphin fans are getting frustrated with Flores it's right now. Man, I want him gone. After uh, last year, I wanted him given a key to the city. I got the Bills for 13. I have the Bills for 15. If if the <laughs> Dolphins keep it, if the Dolphins keep it within three touchdowns, I will be thrilled. 
Uh, it's uh, Josh Allen's gonna put on a show. Yeah, absolutely. he does get everybody though if it makes. And it I hope he does for my fantasy team's sake. <laughs> Carolina Panthers or yeah, Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, Atlanta got a and much needed win for them over the Dolphins they yesterday. Won three of their last four. Yeah, um, they're kind of forgettable, really. Yeah. Um, I got Atlanta winning again for three. I have Atlanta for eleven. Uh, wow. And that has nothing to do with what I think of Atlanta. It has everything to do with what I think of yeah. the Panthers right now. Fair. Um, so San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy, positive for COVID today. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's who's the- next? Because they already had a few, uh, little bit of an outbreak and had a few right. guys missing. Um, San Francisco's favorite in this game. I'm taking the Niners, even though they didn't look good last night. Uh, Niners for seven. I have Niners for seven. Um, I think it would be a real low-scoring uh, game, but Jimmy Garoppolo has to play better. Yeah, they need Trey Lance back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's beat up. Uh, Pittsburgh's banged up too, though, but Cleveland's so beat up. They beat the Broncos, but that's not saying much right now. I think the Steelers go in there and get it done. Six points. I think Cleveland wins for four. Wow. Uh, not a believer in Pittsburgh, even if Baker doesn't play, which I don't think he will. I mean, he has a torn labrum. Yeah. Um, or screwed up labrum, but uh, yeah, give me Cleveland for four. Philadelphia at Detroit. Kind of got to hurry through these. Yeah, Eagles for one. I I have the Lions for two. I think they finally get a win. I I don't believe in the Eagles at all. No. Um, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Good matchup here. Good matchup. Colt or Titans are one point favorites, but I think the Titans are just head and shoulders better than the rest of that division. Titans for ten. I have the Titans for six. Since uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the. Terrible New York Jets who were forced to trade for Joe Flacco today. Give me the Bengals. Sets out of the Bengals for 14. I have the Bengals for 12. Jets bad. Uh, Rams at the Houston Texans. This is my 15-pointer. Give me the Rams. It does sound like Tyrod Taylor will be returning soon, but Houston can't even score double digits. Rams for 13. Uh, New England Patriots at the L.A. Chargers. Patriots it's scored 50-something against 54, the uh, I believe. Jets. But the uh, Chargers are not the Jets. Give me the Chargers for five. I have the Chargers for ten. Um, coming off a bye. Uh, could be a little rusty, but I think the Chargers are just better. Jacksonville at Seattle. Seahawks are banged up, but they're still better than Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Give me the Seahawks for nine. I have the Seahawks for five. Uh, Washington football team at the Denver Broncos. I hate my team. Give me the football team for four. I have Denver for three. No way they lose to that terrible football oh, watch, team. Watch. Watch. Um, Will Watch. I be root- will I be rooting for the football team? Absolutely, <laughs> just to see your reaction. But uh, give me Denver for three. I don't know if they'll win another game all year. That's where I am. I'm right now. pretty confident. Actually, the Dolphins' schedule is pretty dang easy coming up. But still, I wouldn't put a pass on them to lose another uh, to lose out. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa Bay for eleven. Buccaneers are really good. Tampa Bay's the best team in the NFL. I change my pick every single week, but I think uh, <laughs> Tampa's rolling. Give me them for nine. Uh, Dallas at Minnesota. I made this pick before I found out that Dak might not play. I'm holding out hope he does. Oh, I did not know that either. I he have, has a, Cowboy, I have he Cowboys has a, for eight. I have the Cowboys for eight as well, so we're in the same boat. I'm okay with that. He has a strained calf. I assume he's going to play. But Logan you know. Strim's not going to be happy with us about that no, pick. We, we pick against him every week. <laughs> we do. <laughs> New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs aren't playing well, but they'll beat the Giants. Chiefs for 12. Uh, Chiefs bounce back in a big way, and I have them winning for uh, 14 points. Baltimore and Las Vegas are your two buys for yep. fantasy considerations. For fantasy considerations. Uh, you want me to hit you with that birdie bogey? I have a two-stroke lead. Yes. Um, Jamar Chase, as I said, is on absolute fire, and he's on pace to shatter the rookie single season receiving yardage record. Um, who currently has that record? Oh, Randy Moss. Good guess. He is currently second, and this guy passed him last season. Who went off last season? Justin Jefferson. Ah, I wouldn't have guessed him. Tore up last season, and he passed him. I think he ended up with about 40 or more yards than Randy did, but that was a fantastic guess. Freaking Um, Vikings. I, I almost feel like giving you half a uh, just nope. just half a stroke, but I'm not. Nope, nope. That's that's <laughs> not part of the game. So I'll uh, uh, have to give you a toughie next week. <laughs> yep, which I'm sure you will. Um, I'm sure you yep. will. 
Yep. Wrap us up, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday. Go get yourself some merch. Tanner's wearing a sweatshirt right there. I'm going to break mine out here in the next few weeks. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. See you later.